Well, welcome to another edition of Intentional Conversations. On Intentional Conversations, we seek to interview leaders in men's ministry to help men grow spiritually and help leaders and pastors to reach men in today's culture. Discussing issues men face every day, it is a program where a men's ministry leader interviews leaders in men's ministry. I'm your host, Mike Salen, and I thank you for joining us today. One of the reasons I started doing these podcasts was to introduce men's leaders to other men's leaders and to help us to understand the network of, of leaders called into the ministry to men. It's hard for a man starting out in a men's ministry leader to connect and understand the resources available to help engage and encourage the men in their church and community. Now, a few years ago, I, I met my guest as I, I believe he was just starting out in his ministry. And I became intrigued by the ministry and it's, and it's reaching into a specific group of men at the time. And I consider, and I consider him a good friend in ministry now. Uh, he and I have had some, several conversations and he's actually been on the podcast before dealing with a panel discussion that we had done. And I've had a couple of, uh, of his men in the ministry on the podcast also to discuss other aspects of ministry to men. But several months ago, he was uh, on, a, on the podcast, like I said, to on the panel discussion about having devotions. But this time, I've invited him to come on the talk and about the ministry per se that he leads. My guest is Dennis Merritt. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Dennis as we welcome him to the program. Dennis is the founder and leader of Finch Men's Ministry. That's F-E-N-G, Finch uh, men's ministry and has a Bachelor of Arts in Leadership in Faith International University and Seminary. He is currently serving in the United States Marine Corps with 15 years of service, and Dennis plans to move to full-time ministry after retirement from the military. Currently, Dennis lives in Southern California, where he is stationed with the Corps with his wife and their blended family of four children. Dennis, welcome to the program, man. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's super. Now, you know, before we go much further in this program, I I have a special special place in my heart for all the military guys, and I want to I want to say how much I appreciate your service to the to our country through the Corps, and uh, and I just also want to give a shout out to your wife because uh, even though she's not wearing the uniform, she's serving the country too by sacrificing a lot and allowing you to serve in the Corps, and and I appreciate both y'all's uh, service to our country and uh, and what you do. Thank you, man, so much for doing that. Thanks, Mike. Well, Dennis, you know before we really get into the meat of our program, I ask uh, all my guests a couple of questions and just so our listening audience can get a little bit better feel about who you are and where you're coming from and what's God doing in your life. And that first question is, what is your favorite verse or a life verse? And why is that verse so meaningful to you? So I think right now I've, I've really been meditating on First Thessalonians 5.24. And that is faithful is he who calls you and he will bring it up. He who will bring it to pass. And I think right now it's with a lot of things going on in my life. It's, it's just reassuring to know that we can stand firm in our faith and that he is working all things together for the good of those that are called to his purpose. And yeah, just a lot of, a lot of unknowns ahead mm -hmm. as I get closer to the end of military service and things with the, the family and the kids and, future of the ministry and stuff there's just he's only going to show us a couple steps in front of us you know and so it's right right 
it's hard for me to be able like I'm a planner. I wanna I wanna know what's coming up next. So it's, it's a lot that's of, a, that's unusual for a man, but that's probably your military training too that, yeah. that you're a, that you're a planner. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's reassuring to know that he's he is faithful and he will bring it to pass. Yeah, amen. That's true. That's true. Well, how, well, Dennis, how did you come to Christ? I mean, I met you when you were out here in the area at uh, in Jacksonville, North Carolina, close by. You know, at where I live at. That's how you and I got connected before you were transferred out to California. But but how did you come to Christ? When did, when did that all occur and what's that story all about? 12, 13 years ago, I got stationed in Virginia. And while I was stationed there at uh, Fort Lee, Virginia, I had ended up mm-hmm. getting divorced and going through custody battles and all that stuff. And I never grew up in the church. I was never a believer. Mm-hmm. So then I got stationed down in Jacksonville, North Carolina at Camp Lejeune and was just putting my identity and everything that I wasn't, didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. So I went on for about two years like that. Then randomly God put a woman into my life, my current wife now, but at the time there was something different. Like I was, I was involved in lots of drinking and bars and promiscuity and all the, all these other things. But then when my wife came in, everything kind of changed and I didn't know exactly what was going on. And she was mm-hmm. a believer, but she wasn't, really active in her faith at the time. Right. So her dad was coming into town and we had been dating for a couple months and I wanted to make a good impression. So she (laughs) like, he's found this church in our area and we go every time he comes down, it's Discovery Church International. It's a really good church. I really enjoy Mm -hmm. it. I just haven't been going recently. Mm -hmm. She's like, would you consider going with us? I'm like, yeah, sure. We'll uh, we'll try it out and and see. And it was, it took me a week to learn the word non-denominational. So, so I could talk, <laughs> I knew what I was talking about when he got there. He never even asked me about it. But <laughs> yeah, but once I went in, it was totally different. I mean, the the worship captivated me. It wasn't anything like I imagined. the 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 pastor was he was raw. He was funny. He was he said exactly what needed to be said, and he didn't uh, he didn't sugarcoat anything. Which I, being in the military, I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, I never looked back. It's just been a full sprint ever since. So how long ago was that? That was in 2017. Wow. Uh, so we're looking maybe five years ago, and, and God has really moved you tremendously in, in the way he's ministered you. Because I, I think it was about three years ago, three or four years ago, is when you and I connected. Yeah. And uh, and I could tell there was a, a solid maturity in the Lord with you, even at that time. Uh, uh, so it, it's... Uh, it's uh, tremendous what God has done to you. And well, let, well, let's talk about the ministry a little bit. Let's talk about Finch. First off, you know, I mentioned uh, the ministry at the beginning of the introduction, uh, talking about F-E-N-G. Tell us what F-E-N-G stands for and what, how did you come up with that? So at the time I was in the desert of California and I was training. I was out there for a couple of months in 2019 late 2019 and early 2020 me and a couple guys we had met and talked about it so i being in a military town of jacksonville there was a couple men's ministries that i was a part of and whenever people would move out of town because the navy or the marine corps or whoever would move them away the the ministry would usually crumble right people would it'd get passed off to somebody else but then that person ended up having to leave and so there was a couple of groups that I was a part of early on and they were huge in my faith and they, they played a huge part in, in the Christian man that I am today. 
but at the time, late 2019, there was no groups nearby. There was nothing at our church. Um, and God really just put it on my heart to, to step out and, and lead a group. I met with a couple guys and we were trying to talk about different opportunities and different names and just kind of vision casting. Mm-hmm. And one of my pastors, he texted me and I was at, I was out in the desert and he texted me and he said, this is really like standing out to me. He said the, the, the actual Japanese name for a Phoenix is Fang Wong. So we were thinking about that, just the, the image of like a Phoenix dying, rising from the ashes, right. a new creation. It was, it was a good, a good image that we were, we were trying to work with. I was in the desert, like I said, in, in California and it was late at night. I was walking. We all had our camis and our camelbacks and stuff on. And there, I'm out in the middle of the, in the middle of nowhere. It's darkness. There's nobody around. And I'm, out of nowhere, this I'm looking at the ground and I'm praying underneath, underneath my breath as I'm walking and I'm just asking God, like, what, what do I, what are we supposed to name this group? What was it, what does it need to be? And this, this young Marine walks right in front of me almost steps on me and I'm, we're in the middle of the desert. So I don't even know where he came from. <laughs> and I look up surprised, like what the heck? And the name on his camelback, his name tag was F E N G. His name was Fang. How about that? <laughs> I was like, okay, okay God, I see. <laughs> so we took I, got the, I got the message in other words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we took that and ran with it. And, um, so now we played with it. Now, FENG actually stands for Fellowship, Equip, Navigate, and Grow, and those are the things that we try and accomplish with the men that that are in the ministry and that we're trying to pursue with the ministry. Well, that, that that's interesting, and I, I have never heard even come close to anything calling uh, men's ministry calling Finch, and that's that's unique. That's different, and and it really that has a lot to do with what we're you're talking about is fellowshipping men, getting men into fellowship, helping them helping them to uh, to grow, helping them to navigate through through life, and and it it, it is it, it's superb that y'all pulled that together. You know the interesting thing that you just said was um, a lot of times when you started up some kind of a ministry on a base, if that guy was transferred or whatever the case may be, that ministry on that base died. Well, you know that's that's what we teach. A lot of times in our in our men's ministry leadership course in churches is that you don't need that single person in a church to be your men's ministry leader. You need to have a team of guys, just like what you've done with Finch, collect that group of team of guys to to run that ministry. So if one of them do have to leave, whatever the reason may be, you still have a co- cohesive group of men who can continue to keep that ministry going and, and, and working. I know you started out here in in the Jacksonville, North Carolina area, and you carried that over to where you're at now in Camp Pendleton, and somebody picked it up here in Jacksonville. And I know there's some others that's moved around because you know I know some of your guys. And uh, but how many of those groups do you have now? And 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 what do you call them? Do you call them chapters? Is that what you call them? Yeah, um, chapters or locations, but. Yeah, I mean, going back to what you were saying, the the depth in the position of men's ministry leader was what we were, what we were after. Right. Because we that was, like I said, one of the problems that I had seen is as people moved, the ministry would fall. And so one of the initial goals was we're going to start this group that meets in person and talks about God's word. But while we're doing that, we're going to look for the other people that have... Um, 
the calling on their lives as well. The people that can stand in front of a group and that men are going to respect and, and listen to. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first thing that we started before we even started meeting in person. And the whole social media aspect was just a way of staying in touch when people moved. Um, and so we created the group and we had three different, at the time it was like three or four people that were able to lead that group in our Bible studies. And then we also created the Facebook and the people that had already moved away, the people that had got transferred to Camp Pendleton or to wherever across the nation, like they were able to join in and fellowship with us again. Since then, we actually, I mean, a lot of the leaders that were there, the military, doing what the military does, but it kind of caused or catching a lot of us by surprise. We all got orders at the same time. Um, Luckily, Joe was able to stay back and retire from the Marine Corps. And so he took over the Jacksonville chapter. Um, But now moving forward, I mean, we have eight locations and nine different leaders. So we have Asheville, North Carolina. I'm in Southern California. We still have Jacksonville, North Carolina, uh, a leader in uh, Washington, D.C., Baltimore area, another one in Sandusky, Ohio. We have one in Georgia, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and even as far as Jinja, Uganda. And so it's just a lot of people that we've connected with through the church or people that we've connected with through the military, we've been able to link up with and start different chapters in all these different locations. And so it's been amazing watching what God can do because we only, the intent was only to to have a group in North Carolina and have depth at the leadership position. But he was like, no, we're going to use the military as your springboard and we're going to we're going to send you out as as evangelists and missionaries across the nation and across the world, but we're going to do it on the government's dime. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's interesting what uh, those cities you named out because uh, I know when you first began this ministry, Finch, it was kind of, if I'm not mistaken, it, it was kind of designed to uh, reach into the lives of the uh, military personnel. Isn't that correct? Is that yeah, true? So, I mean, a big part of that is. Um, I mean, right now we have two of our leaders are still current active duty military. I'm, I'm still in the Marine Corps. Right. Um, Chance in Albuquerque is still in the Marine Corps. Right. Uh, we got two prior Navy guys. We got two prior other Marines. And then we have a, a, a college student and a, a FedEx delivery guy. So we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. You know, it had that military flair to it at the beginning of it. And that's not saying it doesn't now, but uh, I noticed, you know, when you mentioned Asheville, North Carolina, Asheville, there's not a military base anywhere close to Asheville, North Carolina, unless you go to Knoxville where there's an air base there. Um, But uh, uh, so it's branched out beyond the military now, hasn't it? Yeah, very much so. So one of the leaders is he's in college, so he's not super active right now, but that's who's out in Asheville. I think he's actually moving colleges today, but <laughs> uh, and then our, our one gentleman in Georgia, that's actually Chance's cousin, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so he was just watching one of our live casts and we put the call out if anybody's interested and wants to get involved and then reach out to us. And he was like, I've been feeling the calling for a while. And so he's trying to get things up and running in Georgia and in, in the Georgia area as well. That's super. Well, tell me something, Dennis. What uh, do these groups meet? You know, like weekly, monthly. How often does a local chapter of a, of a Finch ministry meet? So it kind of varies. So Jacksonville, they meet every Thursday. 
Um, okay. They meet every week at the church. DC Baltimore, I think they meet every week or every two weeks. Okay. Um, usually on a Saturday, it's just a couple guys that meet up, and it's it's a little bit different everywhere you go. So one of the things that we're we're actually changing right now is the initial goal was to go out and make men's groups that meet right in person and right. something we learned and that I learned moving out here was like the church that I go to in the city that I live in they have a whole bunch of well-established men's ministries and I'm not trying to poach from churches in the nearby neighborhood I'm trying to find the people that don't have a men's ministry right. to connect to and so it was it was difficult getting anything started out here and so one of the things we're trying to shift to is not necessarily everybody has to fit the mold of what we did in Jacksonville, North Carolina. We all have different callings and we all have different purposes that God's laid on our lives. So how can Fang Men's Ministry best pursue and, uh, and set other men up for the things that God has put in their lives? And so like our, our, our leader in um, Sandusky, Ohio, he's been called mm-hmm. to prison ministry. He's, going, mm-hmm. he's starting to go into all these different prisons in the nearby area. And so the goal is now like, okay, how can we best equip him to get into the, na- uh, the the prisons and be able to accomplish what God has put on his heart? How do we best support our leader in Jinjig, Uganda, who's a full-time missionary to stay in Uganda and reach the people of Jinja? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, we're very much trying to shift gears a little bit now. I think a lot of that was, came out of self-reflection. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I realized that I was trying to make other leaders with different callings and different spiritual gifts fit the mold of what I did in North Carolina. Right. What Joe was able to do in North Carolina. And so that's, that's me trying to control things and limiting Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit revealed that to me over the holidays. And so now we're, we're trying to see what it looks like. Okay. Now how can we best enable the men that are part of our ministry to pursue the things that God has called them to. Can can any man now join a Finch organization or a chapter or location? Yeah, so we're we're actually what's what's the, what's the requirement for a man to join up? So if we go to our our, our website, it's fangmensministry.com. So there's you can easily find a location and join and go and participate in a group or. Uh, meet with some of the other leaders and stuff and any the website or one of our social media platforms. So we're expanding our social media area mm-hmm. right now because we're seeing mm-hmm. how big of a tool that can be. If you go to the website and you want to become a leader and you want to actually um, join the leader team and run a group or start, a, start something different in your own location, then you can go there and there's a, there's a link on the website that you can click on to become a leader and it sends us an email and we'll, answer back with a questionnaire and a series of um, Zoom interviews or in-person interviews, depending on where you're at, to, to ensure that everything lines up properly with what we believe in are pursuing. Hmm, super. What does a typical meeting consist of? What do you do at a typical, typical meeting? So usually, I mean, it de- like I said, it depends on where you're at. So I know for, for Jacksonville, They'll meet every week. Um, right now, I think they're going through Man in the Mirror again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it a while back, and then they did some other stuff in between. And then the the church there, Discovery Church International, they they revitalized a lot of their groups. And so Joe restarted with that because he had a whole whole new group of new men and 
they were hungry to get into it. And so they're doing a book study. I know when we meet out here, it's usually um, straight through the Bible. Right. And then Baltimore is doing something totally different. So I don't know. It's It depends on where you're at. <clears throat> like I said, I, I try and give. So my goal is to enable the leaders in these groups to have the freedom to do what they want. We have a an area where we drop. So we have a Google Drive where we have a whole bunch of files and different Bible studies and different book studies and different tools and things that they can go and just grab. And that way they're they're fully equipped. Like the, if you wanted to start a men's ministry in whatever city USA, then you could you could join up, get on the Google Drive, and everything's there. It's already ready for you. Like there's we have re, the resources available. We have a a desktop printout so you can just print it out put it in a binder and it tells you how to order the books for a discounted price for certain studies it tells you different tricks and we have another facebook group that has videos and stuff as well that help you grow as a leader so if if i don't know how to lead a bible study there's three or four video series that you can go in there and you can actually watch and it shows you hey this is this is what you start with this is what you move to this is what your goal is etc cetera, etc cetera. so trying to enable the people that are that are out there reaching and and trying to equip them properly to to be the leaders that God's called them to be. Oh, well that's super. That's great to do that. And I know there's some ministries ministries like that. I know the fact of being in men's ministry for as long as I have that uh, uh, there's a need for what you're doing out there in, in through the Fins Men's Ministry network because there's a lot of churches who does not have a men's ministry. And uh, uh, even churches, uh, I know people don't like me saying this, but even churches who said they have a men's ministry still doesn't have a men's ministry because of the way they do it. <clears throat> what are some of the, I know I watch, I, I follow you on the Facebook and, and so forth, and, and I see you doing activities from time to time, uh, at least in Southern California, I see that you're doing activities from time. What, is a, what are some things that Finch do as far as reaching out into the community? What are some things you all have done that as I minister to uh, the local community? Can you share any of those? Yeah, so um, I know... Like Chance in Albuquerque, New Mexico, he's very involved in a lot of things. So he, mm. every week he goes to the, the the food bank in his city and he gives out food and he goes and does homeless outreach and he just walks the streets out there and tries to reach people. He's also jumping into youth age, high mm -hmm. risk mm -hmm. um, areas. And so they kind of go out and they, they grab the, the kids that didn't have the best upbringing and that are in have a high risk of ending up in the system or the juvenile system or whatever right. it is. And so he, right. he's been doing a lot of that stuff because that's kind of connects to his, his past out here in Southern California. We've been doing a lot of um, recently we started doing some, some homeless outreach. And so we just gathered a bunch of stuff with our, our, our home group that, that gathers at our house once a week and we go, go out and, give stuff to the homeless community and just talk to them and pray with them and spend time with them. A lot of them just want to just want some type of fellowship and a normal conversation. And then, um, like I mentioned, um, our, our leader, Brandon in uh, Jinja, Uganda. So him and his family actually live out there full time. They're a missionary organization for missionaries. It's called replenish international. Right. And so they, they add some type of normalcy to the missionaries that are over there. And, so they do church, they do like 
prom. They have a playground for the kids. They do uh, a lot of counseling and stuff for the people that are over there. And so trying to fight off the burnout that missionaries have being in a different country and trying to reach people. And then the Sandusky, Ohio leader getting into prison ministry. And so he's been going into different prisons and actually preaching the gospel and starting men's groups and just trying to reach the guys that are, that are behind bars and locked up. And he's, he's had a life that has enabled him to, to be go to be able to go in there and relate to them and understand what they're going through and talk to them and stuff. So a lot of it's, like I said, we're all going in different directions, but we're just trying to equip and enable each other to, to be able to go and do those things. And so there's instances like recently our leader in Albuquerque, he, he was dealing with a situation with a, a, a child that had done some, some pretty gruesome things. And he was like, I don't know how to relate to this kid. I don't know how to reach him. I'm like, well, we'll call, call Trevor in Sandusky, Ohio. He does prison ministry. He reaches these people on a daily basis. And so he's probably got some tools and tricks and, and things that he's learned that can enable you. And so a lot of it's just, a lot of it's us beating off of each other and learning from each other and, and, just trying not to do this thing on our own, you know, like realizing that there's people that have gone before us and we all have different areas of expertise and different areas of experience and stuff. And so reaching out and fellowshipping and, and learning from each other is a, a huge part of it. Yeah. So yeah. And I, uh, I like what you talked about was the, the fact that when you're dealing with a situation, you have somebody else to call that may have dealt with that situation or something very similar. So you can, so you can, um, you know, take counsel off that other individual. That is a great way to network together to help each other out in various areas of this country so that you can minister to those who God crosses and puts in your path. And I think that's super that you do that in ministry. Well, Dennis, I want to give you a few minutes just to uh, just to share whatever is on your heart right now. Um, you've covered uh, quite a bit of what you, what Finch does in, in the ministry. It, it's a blessing. Um when actually answer this quote when did i know you started in jacksonville Carolina, but when did when was that start did you start at what year was that it started we started in january 2020 so we're two years old right now oh okay okay for some reason i thought you were a little little older than that but okay that's good but it was a huge i mean a huge step of faith right there when we started because we were we started with the the social media aspect the facebook page and then yeah as we started meeting in person, I think it was March, 2020. And so our first meeting was right before the lockdown happened. And then we talked to our friend who's Jacksonville PD. And she, she told us like, as long as you're on church grounds, like you're not doing anything wrong and you're able to, to still gather. And so during the, the actual lockdown, we would gather outside under the pavilion. So it was open air and we'd spread out and take the precautions and stuff. But we were, we met through the, the middle of the the lockdown and the beginning of the pandemic. And I mean, the numbers wouldn't reflect that the country was going through what the country or the world was going through. And so, I mean, that was God showing us that we were moving in the right direction and we were able right. to, to still reach a lot of the guys that, that need to be reached, especially during that time. There were some, some pretty awesome testimonies that came out of that, that first probably year or so before we all went our separate ways. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. You are basically basically this month you're two years old. You've got uh, what nine different 
nine leaders in eight different uh, areas of the world, or most of, of course, here in the United States. But God has really uh, expanded your group in, in, in mission. Um, I know at the, uh, you sent me an email here a couple of days ago, and you were talking about your goals for 2022. And, and I, I want to give you a few minutes to share about that. What 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 is changing with Finge right now in 2022? What are you looking at? I know you had something about two in 22, uh, dealing with discipleship. I saw that. I thought that was great, great word. I just want you to share your heart about where, where y'all are going right now. Yeah, so I think a lot of time in, uh, over the past two years, like there's been a lot of time spent on the amount of people that are in our groups or the amount of people that are on our Facebook page and stuff. And I was actually listening to a podcast. Um, it's called the Leadership Collective Podcast that one of our pastors out here or two of our pastors out here put on. And he's talking about church planning, but the the gentleman was saying that he'd spent – his church had been up for about five years and he still only had 40 people. And he spent that first five years so focused on the amount of people that he had that he missed out on really investing in those 40 people. And that's right. one of his biggest regrets. Right. And that stood out to me because, I mean, that was a lot, a lot of what we were going through. And so instead of us trying to reach as many people as possible, I think the goal for this year is for each of us as leaders, so nine leaders, each of us going and finding probably one or two people that we can actually disciple over the next year. Mm -hmm. So spending time with one or two people, close, intimate, and really investing in them, um, helping them grow, helping ourselves grow, and getting them to the point where when a disciple can make a disciple, that's when they're they're fully a disciple. That's what we're trying to aim for. And so being able to equip and make other other men into disciples that are able to go out and find two more people. Mm -hmm. And I have a book called The Master Plan of Evangelism, and they talk about that. And that's, I mean, in reality, the, Jesus didn't go and, he, well, he wasn't a mega church pastor. You know, he spent, he could have been, but he went and invested in three years in 12 guys, and those 12 guys changed the world. And so instead of us trying to reach millions of people, let's go invest in two guys. And those two right. guys will invest in two guys. Right. And it just expands on, a, on a, a larger basis. And so we meet every two weeks, um, the leader team, and we sit and we, we talk and we, we go over discipleship and ways to reach men and lessons learned in our own areas and the things that each of us are involved in and going through and it helps helps us stay stay grounded, but then also see the opportunities that are available. Like, oh well, California they do this really awesome thing that we could probably get going here in DC. And so, learning from each other and trying to enable that. The goal is by the next January, we sit down for our normal Thursday meeting, and there's there's eighteen or more of us. Like everybody go out and make a, a new disciple who's able to join, then join the leader team and start a new group or pursue a new, a new calling or move in a new gift or whatever the case is. And let's, let's keep moving and, and finding the people that we need to and reaching the men that need to be reached and teaching them the things that need to be taught. Well, that's super. That's super. I'm, I'm glad y'all are taking on that role and understanding 
the importance of discipling and one man pouring into another man's life because you know being connected with me you know that i'm i'm big on that of one man being able to do that and going through through what ecclesiastes chapter four is all about and at least uh verses nine and ten where it talks two is better than one because they bring a greater return on their labor and yeah. if one falls down there's another day to lift him up and pity the man who doesn't have somebody to lift him up so when you go out and grab those two guys and you begin to pour into their lives you're there and you're letting them know they're valued they're needed and that you want to help them to spiritually grow in christ and that's super and it's also going with what paul said when he wrote to the thessalonians in his letter where he said that uh, you know you were so desirous of you that we were pleased not only share the gospel of god but also our own lives because you are very dear to us and that's what we need to help men to understand is the importance that they are valued, they are they are important to us, and that we want to be able to disciple them to in their spiritual walk with Christ to grow. That's super word. I want to give you, we're coming up on our time, Dennis, and I want to give you just a, a few minutes to share whatever is on your heart uh, as you speak into men's lives. Could you could you share us a couple of tidbits or a word maybe that God is speaking to you about men and and men being the men that they're supposed to be in their in their homes and their in their places of work and in their churches or or anything else that you may feel that uh, you would like to share. Yeah, I think um, there's just so much of I guess when, when I first got saved, the contrast between what the world tells you a man is supposed to be and what the Bible tells you a man is supposed to be mm-hmm. is so different. And and I mean that's the work of the enemy, and that's exactly what he wants it to be. But mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that say that they're Christian men and that uh, they, they, they go to church on Sunday and they do all these things. But when it comes to sharing that with anybody, they cower down. When it comes mm-hmm. to, to telling anybody at your, at your work that you're a Christian man, you cower down. Or you go home and your, your wife is raising your kids and you don't have any say and she runs the household. Like That's not the way that the Bible tells us we're supposed to be doing things. We're supposed to be the spiritual leader in our household. We're supposed to be bold with the way that we uh, pursue God and talk about God. And it's taken a long time for me to, to really get to that point. And I think there is a maturity thing that comes with that because, I mean, it's definitely not something that you see in the military. I am by far the anomaly with, at my work when you come in and I got Caleb on the radio and <laughs> I'm actively talking to my Marines about God and things like that. And it's just their faces when, when you do that or when you act like that is, is very different. I think that there's just this, this huge stigma in, in America, but in the world as well is that men have to be hard and we can't show any emotions and we can't, we can't pursue things like this, you know, like we can't share the gospel with people because that's not a manly thing to do. And that's, that's, that's wrong. I mean, the reason that you're so scared to do it is because it takes courage because it, it takes you stepping outside of your comfort zone. And if men were to, to understand that and to actually answer the call that God's put on their life, so many of America's problems would be, would be fixed. Oh yeah. Statistics for kids growing up in a fatherless home right now are, it's 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 horrible it's frightening and i think there's so much so much more influence that men should have but the world tells us not to and so we listen to the world and we see the problems that arise from it 
we see the things that are coming up in our youth and we see the just the the stuff that happens in our society that could be could be changed if men stiffen their back and actually stood up for what they believe in and so i think that's one of the big things that we try and teach in in feng men's ministry and our social media platforms and stuff like that we just started actually yesterday um, a new thing on our, our social media called man in the mirror mondays where we ask this question that's going to make you really reflect on your life you know it's mm -hmm. going to make you think what am i actually focusing on so i think last night's question was um, what do you put your identity if you're not intentional what do you put your identity in when you're not intentional about keeping it in christ mm -hmm. the amount of, of answers that were for making money or your i put my identity in my or i put my identity in sports or i put my identity in my hobbies or whatnot it's it just shows us that we all fight the same fights we all struggle with the same things but we need to come together we need to hold each other accountable actually ask those questions like when was the last time you watched pornography when was the last time you were unfaithful or when was the last time you did this or like really pointed questions that make you think oh man i'm not walking the way that I should be walking. And I think that's what we're supposed to do as men and, and disciples is really ensure that we're holding each other accountable and we're pushing each other to pursue the things that God has called us to pursue and not sit back and let society run things and let society tell us how to run our households and let society tell us that we can't say that and we can't act like that and we can't talk about these these life choices because those are those are off limits. No, that's, that's not what we're called to do. We're supposed to stand firm. We're supposed to teach our kids what's right and what's wrong, regardless of what the news says, regardless of what your friends say at school, regardless of what your teachers even teach you. I think there's there's a lot that we can learn from each other, and I just I pray that I pray daily that God brings the men that need to be brought to our ministry into our ministry so that we can pour into each other and we can learn from them as much as they learn from us so Amen. together and sharpen each other and agree with each other and that's when we're going to grow Amen. Yeah, no man is an island. You know, we uh, we need each other. <clears throat> no matter how much you want to think that you can do life on your own, you cannot do life on your own. You need to have that man that has your back and is there with you and uh and will walk alongside you encourage you and support you in whatever you're whatever's going on in your life well dennis i appreciate everything you're you're doing i, I appreciate that you had listened to god's call uh in starting this ministry called finch men's ministry um so tell the people real quickly i know you mentioned the website earlier but uh, tell the people real quickly how they can contact you uh, if they want to reach out to Finch Ministry, uh, both uh, from the website standpoint and uh, uh, an email they may be able to, to uh, utilize. Yeah, so we're able to keep it real simple. It's fangmensministry <coughs> at gmail.com. If you email us, it goes out to all of our leaders. We all get it. Somebody will reply. Or you go to the website, fangmensministry.com, and... There's a whole bunch of stuff on the website. There's areas that were, were located and um, it's got contact information as well. And then also if you search us on Facebook or Instagram, we're on there trying to expand and, and grow our social media presence right now as well. So And how can they find how can they find you on Facebook? So if you if you search under groups, 
right now. It's F-E-N-G Men's mm-hmm. Ministry. Um, same thing for Instagram. If you search it on Instagram, it pops up. Um, so F period, E period, N period, G period, Men's Ministry, and it should pop up. If you go to groups, if you go to paid people, it pulls up some weird stuff. So just go to groups. <laughs> 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 I understand. Well, people, uh, you're listening on us. I'd encourage you to go out there and check out their website at FinchMensMinistry.com. I'm looking at it right now, actually, as uh, Dennis and I talks. And there is some great information on there for you to reach out and, and see where their groups are located at right now in the United States and even over into Africa. Uh, you can read their vision, uh, what their what their vision is all about. And I know that's probably changing a little bit with 2022 as uh, Dennis alluded to, or just uh, reach out uh, with their uh, email address at um, uh, ministry at gmail.com, and, and they'll, one of them, one of the leaders will respond to you. Well, Dennis, it was great having you on today, and I appreciate everything you, you're doing. I appreciate everything that Finchman's Ministry has done, and uh, it, it is truly uh uh, I know it's a continuing growing process and only two years old, uh, God is leading you in different ways. So thank you for, thank you for being, uh, accepted to his call and, and doing those things that he would want you to do. I know you didn't think of it being, uh, such a national or even an international ministry when you first began that thing and at Camp yeah. Lejeune in Jacksonville, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. So Mike. Well, everybody, I thank you for joining us on the program today. That's that, that's our program, and and I encourage you, uh, if you want to know more about Cape Fear Men and what we do, reach out to us on our website at capefearmen.net, or you can email me at mike.sandlin at capefearmen.net, and I will respond to me. And I would encourage you also to check out my new book called The Call, A Journey into Men's Ministry. It's on Amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com. And just recently, it went to uh, to the ebook, so you can uh, download that from as a Kindle book if you want to. Be sure to leave us a review of the book once you've read it. Uh, we would appreciate that uh, uh, information as you help us to to know more about what you are looking for out in the in the uh, world. So, thank you for listening to Intentional Conversations with Mike Stanley. Intentional Conversations is a production of Cape Fear Men, a men's ministry coalition. And, uh, and if you, once again, if you want to email me at mike.sailingcapefearmen.net, please do so and I will respond to you. If you are joining this program, I ask you to do two things share this program with your friend and consider helping us to keep these broadcasts coming to you by giving to Cape Fear Men. You can do that by going to capefearmen.net and clicking on the uh, giving button at the top of the page. Cape Fear Men is a 501c3 organization under Ministry Alliance, and all donations are tax deductible. But right now, I want to leave you with a blessing and mentor you used to pray over me each time as we finished our time together. He said, I pray God will give you a rock to stand on, a brook to breathe from, and a tree to shade you by. So this is Mike Sandlin saying God bless, and I hope you will join me again on the next Intentional Conversations with Mike Sandlin.